if this podcast is good enough for Uncle Sam, it's good enough for Uncle Scrooge. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. We're your hosts, Mike Russo and... Stan Lund. Hey, Stan, how's it going, buddy? Not too bad. How have you been? Pretty, pretty good. Um, When this drops, obviously, it's going to be the day after Christmas, so we're going to wish everybody a Merry Christmas anyway. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, all that great holiday stuff. Um, and Happy Holidays, if we didn't mention the specific holiday you do celebrate. Absolutely. And even if you don't celebrate any holidays, I hope you had a really good weekend. Um, so we are back. We're going to do something we have not done uh, since, wow, the last quarter of 2021. We're talking about an episode of television. Woohoo! Yeah, like literally woohoo, because we're actually talking about an episode of the original DuckTales. Uh, I know I had teased Double O Duck, but you know what? Uh, I would much rather do the five-part Super DuckTales serial, so we're actually going to do that for the next five episodes. How does that sound, Stan? That sounds like a whiz cracker of an idea to me. And there's a reason why I want to do these. Obviously, I've explained how much I love Gizmo Duck. If you just go back to when me and Will did uh, Tiff of the Titans way back during the height of the pandemic, I went on like a whole 20 minutes talking about how much I love Gizmo Duck. But also, unlike Double O Duck, I have pretty much memorized all five parts of Super DuckTales. I don't need notes. Um, uh. And Stan, you told me something interesting that I didn't know until we started to record together. When was the first time you ever saw these episodes? Like about four days ago. <laughs> so you are you are new to these. Yeah, that's like I, I know I watched a bit of Ducktales as a kid. I have many more memories of the VHS tapes that my dad owned. I know I saw some on TV but I think this is one of the ones that fell through the cracks. Right. When you say VHS tapes that your dad owned, those were probably like the store-bought ones, right? Oh, yeah. Which would have been we just had, first season episodes. Yeah, we had every single uh, tape. In fact, that's actually something watching. I saw the, the intro change, and I'm like, oh, different intro. Well, yeah, they um, initially the season before they put Bubba into the intro and then this season, which would have been the fall of 1989, they stuck clips of uh, Fenton and Gizmo Duck into the intro. That's how obviously you knew going in that you were getting a different season. Right. So today we're talking about part one of Super DuckTales, which is uh, called Liquid Assets. And yep. so... I want to clear up a misnomer that a lot of people, info people get wrong, is that m people tend to believe that um, Treasure of the Golden Suns, Time is Money, and Super DuckTales were produced as two-hour-long movies and then cut apart and made into episodes, which actually it was the complete opposite. Uh, all of these were produced as separate episodes. And then they were edited down so they would fit in a two-hour time slot and made into TV movies after the fact. The TV movies aired first. The five episodes aired later in syndication. I don't know when Liquid Assets first aired in syndication. I'm guessing probably October, November of 89. But 
the TV movie aired March 26, 1989, which is significant for several reasons. First of all, that was Easter Sunday. Secondly, it was the first of only two DuckTales specials that aired on network television, not syndication. So Super DuckTales aired on NBC on the wonderful world of Disney. Um, so it got a big marketing push that March. Um, do you remember, did you ever watch the wonderful world of Disney as a kid with that really cool intro? I don't believe so. Like that was when Disney MGM Studios was brand new. So they like they cycled around the um, the Earful Tower and around Epcot and Mickey was the sorcerer. Um, a lot of us 80s kids remember that very, very well. And um, also back then, every special or movie began with Michael Eisner introducing it. And in this case, his intro was him, Scrooge, the nephews, and Launchpad, the costume characters, riding Space uh, Splash Mountain, which had just opened at Disneyland. Yeah. So the intro was him going down the drop with several characters from DuckTales while he introduced the movie. I have this on VHS still somewhere. If I dig it up, I want to digitize it because I've never seen anybody put it up on YouTube. Yeah, that'd be cool to see. So I am very familiar with Super DuckTales. Um, I was obsessed with it. Uh, I watched it a lot. I am more familiar with the TV movie version than the syndicated episodes. I pretty much have most of this memorized, so I'm not even going off notes tonight. I don't need to. And I am I I love it. It's one of my favorite DuckTales anything, really, at least from the old show. So let's talk a bit about behind the scenes, uh, Stan. Right. Uh, so first off, the writers of this episode were um, Ken Koontz and David Weimers. I think I'm pronouncing it. It's either Weimers or Weimers. I'm sorry if it's wrong. Um, but these two guys together wrote over 25% of all the DuckTales episodes. And... Wow. They were the soul of wacky DuckTales. If you look at the list of episodes they did, all the wackiest episodes were on them. Uh, they did Send in the Clones. They did Double O Duck. They did the Uncrashable Hinden Tannic. They did the Right Duck. And they did a lot of episodes from the later seasons. All five Super DuckTales episodes. Um, Metal Attraction. I think they did Allowance Day. Both parts of the Golden Goose so they were, their fingerprints are all over the show. And the wackiest DuckTales episodes are their work. Are they, anybody who says DuckTales was not wacky has not seen their episodes. They are some of my favorite DuckTales writers. They are really great. Uh, they don't, yeah. they know, they know funny. Um, in terms mm -hmm. of, at, um, Stan, what were you going to say? I said, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the, you just would, that, just the affirmative then. Um, so in terms of animation, this is Wang. Um, we talked about Wang way, way back toward the later uh, syndicated Darkwing episodes. They did um, uh, Darkwing Squad, Inside Binky's Brain. Um, they also did... Um, they did Slime OK, You're OK, and they did one more. World History. 
So they did a lot of duck any any DuckTales episodes TMS didn't do, Wang did. And I love their work on DuckTales. It isn't as good as the Japanese stuff, but it's still really kooky. I love it. It's fun. I mean, animation mistakes tend to slip through, but I like I like Wang. What do you think of the animation, Stan? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it's not as good as TMS, obviously, but it's still fun. TMS. Well, which one is that? Tokyo Movie Shinza. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Those yeah, like I wasn't the... familiar with the abbreviation. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Are you are you familiar with the company though? I don't think so. They didn't do any Darkwing, did they? No, Disney has stopped using them by the time they got to Darkwing. They did um. Wuzzles, Gummy Bears, um, Winnie the Pooh, DuckTales, and Rescue Rangers. But then Disney started their own Japanese studio, and they dumped TMS. Um, in terms of voice cast, we'll just knock the voice cast out of the way. Um, you got Alan Young as Scrooge, uh, Rusi Taylor as Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Uh, you got Terry McGovern, again, of course, as Launchpad. You got Chuck McCann as Duckworth, uh, Bouncer, Beagle, and Burger Beagle. We've got Frank Welker as Big Time Beagle and Baggy Beagle. June Foray as Ma Beagle. Uh, you also got um, Kathleen Friedman as Mama Crackshell. And of course, the big star of this whole thing, you have Hamilton Camp as Fenton Crackshell. And yep. listen to all those names. This show is a graveyard of voice actors. I'm sorry. I was going to say over half of them are gone. Now, over half of them. The only ones that are still alive are um, Frank Welker and Terry McGovern. Everybody else is gone. I actually have met Frank Welker. He's a nice guy. Yeah, I've heard good things about him. Uh, there's a few other characters with voice actors who show up in later episodes who are also a passed away. So, yeah, you can't get the DuckTales cast together anymore. Thank God for that game that came out a few years ago, huh? You mean uh, DuckTales Remastered? Remastered, yeah. It's nice we got yeah. that before Alan Young, Rusey Taylor, and June Foray went, and Chuck McCann. So I think we should start talking about it, right? Uh, we do have one bit of news. Oh, yeah, we should just hit the Darkwing news before we start, shouldn't we? Yeah. Oh, what's that news? So the Dynamite Comics Darkwing Duck... Uh, issue number one has been pushed back. It was originally supposed to come out on January 4th of 2023. It's been pushed back to January 25th now. Was there a reason given? Uh, no, not that I know of, but at least it's still coming in January. Okay, no reason to be worried, right? Not that I know of, no. Okay. All right, well, when those come out, we'll talk about them here. Yep. All right, so let's talk about uh, Super DuckTales Part 1, Liquid Assets. Stan, set us up. So we start at City Hall, where the Beagle Boys are altering blueprints. Right. We get, Of course, um, Burger is more preoccupied in getting candy out of a candy machine, because how can you fudge blueprints without fudge, right? Right. Um, what's the really weird mistake in this scene, and throughout the entire episode, actually? Oh, uh, I think you're since you're a little more familiar, you should take this one. Oh, OK. Um, in this episode, in this episode only, for some reason, Bouncer Beagle, who is a Chuck McCann character, has the voice of Baggy Beagle, who is a Frank Welker character. 
both characters appear throughout all five episodes, but only this episode are they speaking in the wrong voices. I don't know why. Um, it's a pretty big mistake considering it was two different voice actors here. Um, but what is the, what is their plan, Stan? What are they doing here? They are altering the plans for the new superhighway, changing the course that it will that's supposed to take. And leading it directly through what? Scrooge's money bin. If you love Scrooge's money bin, these are the episodes for you. Like if you yeah. are if you are a fan of that building, these 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 are the episodes you're gonna enjoy. Um so yeah, they're and they're doing this for their mother's birthday. It's Mob Eagle's birthday, and this is her present. Yeah. So okay, so the next morning, Scrooge gets up and looks in his, you know, his uh like binoculars, like the kind you get on top of like the Empire State Building Observatory, looking across town to look at the money bin. And he's looking at it and he's like, you know, I love how the bin spans like an immovable fortress, the way the dollar sign glints in the morning ve- morning dew, the way the bulldozers plow up the land. And yeah, there are bulldozers right right at the bottom of Kilmotor Hill digging up the dirt. Um, yeah. So Scrooge gets in the limo and drives down to see what's going on. And one of the construction workers tells him they're building a superhighway. And Scrooge is like, I'll, I'll be pillow stuffing before that happens. So he goes to City Hall and argues with the mayor. How does that go for Scrooge? Not very well. He tries a few different things, tells him the you know, tunnel under which the mayor says no to, build a colossal bridge, which he says no, tells him to move Dutford. I'm not sure how that would work. And the mayor says, look, you can't fight City Hall, Mr. McDuck. I don't know. If anyone could, I think Scrooge would yeah, be the one. Yeah, see, when I was watching this with Elizabeth, I turned to her and said, okay, maybe I've just watched too much of the new DuckTales, but the the richest man on the planet, this shouldn't be a problem. Right. Like, we, like, we see in the later part of Super DuckTales where... Someone else is kind of telling the officials what to do because of all of their money and power. It's like, why couldn't Scrooge? Scrooge in this original show, I feel like is way too put upon and helpless for a billionaire. Like David Tennant Scrooge would have told that mayor where to go. Oh, yeah. And it's just I'm funny. sure he. I'm yeah. going to say, I'm sure he would have told him something like, well, we'll see who gets reelected at the next election, Mr. Mayor. With a lot more alliteration, because that's what Tenet yeah. Scrooge did. But he, Tenet Scrooge would have been smart enough to see that the uh, the blueprints were doctored in some way. I mean, they, the too. Beagle Boys used a red Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, especially in these later episodes, like early, early DuckTales, Scrooge was smarter. As the series goes on, he's a lot stupider. And a lot, a lot of bad things happen to him. Um, and you'd think somebody with his money and influence could stop this. But the, the next five parts basically stem from this conflict. He has to move his money bin. He has no other choice. And he's, so, he's presented as so stupid, he doesn't even realize it's going to be hard to move the bin with all the money inside. In fact, one of the nephews mentions it. And then he realizes, whoa, I've never thought of that. Yeah, it's not too easy to move three cubic acres of money. And he mentions it's a lot of liquid assets, which is the first time it's mentioned in the episode. It's going to come up again. 
Uh, yeah. This is the first DuckTales episode where we're introduced to Scrooge's worry room. Ah, I was wondering if it was the first appearance or not. Yeah, so the worry room has, I think it has padded walls and a duck version of the thinker in the middle of the worry room. And Scrooge is going to gradually dig a deeper and deeper trench as he circles this room. Yeah, he's already built quite a trench in wood already, hasn't he? It, it gets a lot worse. Um, so Scrooge realizes he's going to need an accountant, which he did have an accountant in some earlier episodes, but we're supposed to believe he never did, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Anyway, he mentions the accountant, and now it's time to meet our new character. Um, so we cut to the, um, the bean factory. Who do we meet? We meet Fenton Crackshell. Fenton Crackshell, voiced by the late, great Hamilton Camp. He is complaining to his co-worker Carter. Is that what his name yeah, is? that's his name. That he wants more out of life. He's tired of being a bean counter. He wants a boss who remembers his name. And he wants what most of all? What does he want? A date with Gandra D. And of course, Gandra D isn't who she was in the new DuckTales. Gandra D is this tall blonde sex pot because it's the 80s, of course, she was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she mentions the boss wanted to congratulate him on breaking the all-time bean counting record, um, but he didn't tell him because he forgot his name. Yeah. What else do we learn about Fenton in this short sequence? We learned something well, very important about him. We learned that he can tell how much of something is in a thing just by looking at it. And so he is a literal bean counter. Yeah. Beans are dropping and, from a chute into a jar, and he can count immediately how many are in there. Yep, every jar needs to have 275 beans. So he knows exactly how many to add or how many to subtract. Yep. But after he gets the news that his boss couldn't remember his name, he leaves, he walks out of the factory, and sees a help-wanted ad on the telephone post uh, from Scrooge, which says, Scrooge McDuck needs accountant, Count money, but don't count on getting any. Now, but he doesn't care. Right. Now, does that poster look a little familiar to you? It's the Uncle Sam um, I Want You poster, right? Yes. Yeah. That's that's a pretty... That's, even as a kid, I think I got that reference. I don't know if it's a, a reference people today would get, but I got it. I guess I watch a lot of 1940s propaganda, huh? A lot of well, Looney I'm just Tunes. A history buff. A lot of Looney Tunes. Um, so yeah, now we get a great sequence um, taking place at the money bin. You have uh, hold a on. We what, didn't mention one what, thing though. We, what did we, we miss? Another, we got another first. The what is that? The very first utterance of blathering blatherskite. Oh, that's going to be important. Why? We'll tell you later. If you couldn't already <laughs> guess. Um, so our next scene is takes place at the money bin. Huge line of potential accountants waiting to get in. Um, we see Mrs. Featherby, Scrooge's secretary. We rarely see her. Um, yeah. in, the du in the DuckTales movie, she was voiced by June Foray, but here she doesn't talk. Um, I guess that's who Quackfaster from the new DuckTales was based on. Um, anyway, so Fenton tries desperately to get into this interview. Uh, he's not letting anybody else get in there. He's charging in. He's trying to introduce himself. And Fenton does alliteration long before Darkwing did. 
uh, because he's from the Banana Brand Flakes Bucks for Ducks business brochure. A lot of bees. Um, yep. Two more bot stops and he'll have a diploma. Yeah. So they have Featherby drag him right out of the office. He tries to come in again and again and again. He finally wears Scrooge down. So Scrooge so gives Scrooge. Scrooge did get one other applicant inside though first. Yeah, he asked this applicant, um, what would you do if I gave you a million dollars to invest? And the applicant says, I'd invest in stocks, bonds, and stable commodities. And Scrooge says, that's a trick question. I never give anyone a million dollars. So he does finally grant Fenton the interview. Um, he asks Fenton where he went to school. I can do this verbatim. Fenton goes, school? School's for fish. Me, I'm a fish out of water, but I'll work for scale. In fact, I'm strictly upscale. And speaking of ups, that's just where I'm heading, and that's no elevator talk. And Scrooge is like, so no qualifications. Bingo! And then he throws him out the window. <laughs> um, oh, I think I think that's the part where he drops him down the chair. I think the that's, out the window happened before that, didn't yes, it? Yes, I'm getting ahead of, I'm get. I'm not even getting ahead of myself. I'm behind <laughs> myself. Um, yeah, because because I know the window thing. He was saying he could balance a checkbook. He balanced and he literally, on his nose. yeah. And Scrooge throws a goldfish into his mouth. Yeah, that um, poor fish. Ah, uh, poor fish. So finally, Scrooge gives up. Fenton comes back up in the chair when it rises back from the ground. Him and Featherby try to drag Fenton out of the office. Fenton will not go quietly. He's he's grabbing at the desk, grabbing at the Venetian blinds. He's not giving up. And then what does he say? He says, give me a shot. And then, okay, this scene is pretty infamous. Because of why? So Scrooge says, okay. He pulls down one of them old-timey blunderbuss shotguns and actually shoots at Fenton. But Fenton is able to count how many shotgun pellets were fired at him. Yep. So Scrooge then tests him with a handful of coins. Which he gets $1.78. So Scrooge hires him and then asks him what his name was. Now, this yeah. whole scene um, was completely cut out of the syndicated version of the... It was it aired, it aired on Easter Sunday, but when the episode hit syndication, this whole thing was gone. Um, it basically cuts from them trying to drag Fenton out of the room to the very next scene. So we don't even yeah. see him get hired. We don't know why Scrooge hires him. Obviously, the gun is a problem, so they cut that out. Yeah. Um, it is on the DVD and the Disney Plus release, though. It's not on the iTunes releases, though. But who's who's watching those anymore, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. So our next scene takes place at Fenton's house, which isn't really a house. It's a trailer in a trailer park. We meet his CD mother, voiced by um, Kathleen Friedman, uh, Mama Crackshell. Tell us about Mama Crackshell, Stan. So she lives in a trailer that is very, uh, it's it's filthy. Yeah, for, you know, to put it mildly, it's a complete dump. Yeah, and she spends her days just watching her uh, TV shows. Yep, she's watching mainly, it's gonna, you know, it's game shows, soap operas, talk shows, the later DuckTales episodes are much more pop culture heavy. Um, but here she's watching Ducks of Our Lives, obviously. Yeah. Days of Our Lives, uh, soap opera, whatever. Um, Fenton comes in with a party hat, noisemakers, and a cake. He wants to celebrate his new job. 
Uh, she tells him, you know, what's wrong with a good job like bean counting? He wants more out of life, but she's like, you have everything you want right in the trailer. He's like, I don't think so. There's no Gandra D in the trailer. Yeah, really. And then um, he's like, you know, haven't you ever wanted something really badly? She said, yeah, I wanted you to take the trash out all day. So now get out of here so I can watch my soap opera. And so Fenton, dejectively, he leaves the trailer. He dumps his cake in the garbage. We see that his life sucks. Yeah. So one interesting thing to note here, this episode only, he doesn't refer to her as Mama. No, he doesn't. Uh, Gandra D also does not have the right voice. So this episode is a bit of a work in progress, isn't it? Yeah. So the next it's morning. It's an evolving uh, project. It is. It is. So the next morning, Scrooge wakes up and he's like, you know, it pains me to move the bin. It belongs there. Who knows what I'll, sight I'll wake up to from now on. And then Fenton leaps out the window, um, tries to tally his bed sheets, tries to get him physically dressed, um, dresses him upside down. Um, so we see that this is not going to be the best employee. And Scrooge's um, life is about to become a living hell. I think you skipped over a scene. No, I didn't. You didn't? Cause no. Didn't he do the go to the Beagles pose as the realtors before? Not yet. Hmm, I wonder why I put him out of order here in my notes. Because the next scene, um, we see Scrooge taking one last dip in the money bin, and because they're going to unload it, but he's not sure where. We do see Launchpad very briefly. Um, he plays into the episode a little bit, but we don't see a lot of him. Um, Fenton's like, you know, you can, you can put your money into stocks, bonds, piggy banks, mattresses, or mayonnaise jars buried in the backyard. And Scrooge is like, yeah, gross. Scrooge is like, I want to keep my money liquid so I can swim through it. And then Fenton gets a harebrained idea. Um, so Scrooge is headed off to check in with a real estate agent. Right? This is what happens next. Okay. Did you mention, though, that when Fenton dressed Scrooge, he put his clothes upside down? Or, yeah, or I just I... did. He, he said, we're going to turn the financial world upside down. And Scrooge is like, "Can you? would you mind if we start with my clothes? So now okay. Scrooge sorry, is going off to find... It. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, Scrooge is heading off to find a real estate agent. Um, and when he passes by the Beagle Boys hideout, that's when um, Big Time comes out dressed as a real estate agent. Um, so Bouncer blows out one of the tires in the limo right in front of the Scrooge should recognize he's being set up. He shouldn't be this stupid. <clears throat> yeah, especially considering the one posed as a realtor, he still has his mask and his uh, number on his chest. Well, that's that's what the Beagle Boys always did in the original show. No matter what they were dressed up as, they had their mask and they had their, their number plate. Um, yeah, you'd, you'd think Scrooge wouldn't fall for it. But he does, because, you know, it's an 80s cartoon show. Um, so Big Time tricks him by telling him he has the best bargains. Scrooge can't pass up a bargain. And Big Time ends up selling him a really high cliff out in the woods. And... You know, he's like, you know, it's it's the government likes it. They wanted to use it as a missile target. I mean, a base. And Scrooge says, if it's good enough for Uncle Sam, it's good enough for Uncle Scrooge. He signs the contract. 
And that's when Big Time takes off his toupee. We knew it was Big Time the whole time. Who is he fooling? And he goes, it's good enough for me, too. And that's when the, the act one ends. So Scrooge is feeling pretty good until Fenton shows up and tells him what he did. What did yep. Fenton do? Well, Scrooge wanted his money to be more liquid, so Fenton threw it in Lake Dobegon. All three cubic acres of it. So, yep. so Fenton obviously has no idea what liquid assets means. Um, Scrooge has Fenton dunk his head in the water, count all the money, which he is somehow able to do. That lake must have excellent visibility under there. Apparently. And then Scrooge um, says, you know, we're going to have to look after the money. And he tells Duckworth to go back to the mansion and get some camping gear and a radio so they can, you know, they can look after the money. How uh, much Duckworth, was there anyway? How much was where? In the lake. All of it. Three cubic acres. All of his money. 600 septillion, 386 zillion, 497 trillion, 522 million dollars and 36 cents. 37 if you count the one on his uh, face. Oh, yeah, he does. He, in every every time they mention how much money Scrooge has got, the the, the amount always changes. It's never the same. Um, yeah. So Duckworth goes to get the supplies Scrooge needs, and the nephews notice him doing it. And when he tells them they're not, they're like, are you going camping? He's, not, he's like, no, this is for Uncle Scrooge. And they're like, he's going camping without us? And that's when Duckworth says, you know, your uncle left strict instructions for you to stay here. And do you think they listen? Nope, they're going to unstrict them. Yep. You know what we do when we get strict orders. Unstrict them. So the kids get to the lake. And Fenton thinks they're the Beagle Boys. Well, Scrooge thinks they're the Beagle Boys. Um, so Fenton grabs them in a net. And obviously they're not the Beagle Boys. And But Scrooge, for some reason, does not trust his nephews enough to tell them what's going on. Yeah, he could have uh, he could have saved some aggravation if he had. Yeah, but he doesn't tell them for some reason. He's like, OK, you could pretend you're on a camping trip and they're excited until they realize they can't fish and they can't swim. And when he tells them, you know, you can build booby traps around the lake, they start to get suspicious. And they're like, why don't we just go have fun regardless? Whatever. Yeah. Did you notice what's going on with Fenton's binoculars throughout this scene? Uh, no. No, I did not. For some unexplained reason, every single time we see Fenton with his binoculars, the binoculars are getting bigger and bigger and bigger until they're so big, they're like a giant boat laying across the lake. Yeah. I don't know why. <clears throat> I don't know if it's supposed to be a joke. But the binoculars just get, throughout this, like, two-minute scene, they're just getting bigger and bigger until they're resting on the water. I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Um, then we get my favorite scene in the episode where Launchpad calls in because he's driving the money bin on a tractor. This oh, scene is good. great. He's found something new to crash. Yeah, this scene is fantastic. I love it. Scrooge says, make sure you don't crash into anything. He's like, uh, he's like, he's like, what's that sound? Oh, just a little fender bender. That's all. Then Scrooge goes, why are people screaming? Oh, the sissies uh, never saw a shopping mall collapse before. But don't worry, <laughs> I'm okay. 
And then Scrooge goes, you know, how long till you get to the mountain? And Launchpad says, eh, about an hour, give or take a tra- crash or two. Kiss that billboard goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> he makes the scene he's in count, 100%. Like, he's not in this movie very long, but when he's in it, it's really great. So Scrooge goes to check on Launchpad just as Launchpad gets the bin up to the top of the mountain. And the Launchpad goes, I don't, I don't know if you'd, I don't think you'd believe it was a hit and run. (laughs) It's been better days, hasn't it? Yeah. The money bin has seen better days. Um, Turns out the, the cliff it's on was strategically picked by the Beagle Boys because right under the cliff is a cave full of explosives. Um, so, of course, like any kid's show, the villain has to explain his plot because Ber- Burger's like, I don't get it big time. How is blowing up the money bin going to make Ma happy? And big time's like, we're not blowing it up. We're blowing it down, down into Ma's backyard. And this, it pans down to show Ma's cabin in the woods. Um, so, yeah, they blow up the cliff. And what happens next? We get a great little exchange between uh, Scrooge and Launchpad. Blow me, bagpipe. You blow him. I'm out of here. Yeah, great. You blow him. I'm getting out of here. Um, so the money bin basically slides down the mountainside right up to Ma Beagle's front door. And don't ask me how they were able to gift wrap the entire building so fast. Or where they got gift wrapped that big. And a bow. That's a one big bow. Uh, so Ma Beagle unwraps the bin. At first, she's happy to see it until she gets gets inside, opens the vault door, and what does she see? It's empty. She goes, you goofs, what am I supposed to do with an empty money bin? Live in it like the old lady in the shoe? <laughs> June Foray, like, owns this entire movie. She's really, really good. This is like Ma Beagle's finest hour, honestly. So she tells her sons they have to go make it right. Go get the money. So next, yep. next, what happens? You know what the next scene is? Well, we get uh, Scrooge, you know, trying to disguise himself as a tax assessor to get his bin back. Luckily... The only Beagle who is home right now, I guess, is the stupidest Beagle boy. Um, And one of my favorite Beagle boys, it's Baggy Beagle, who, um, point of trivia, was the only one of the main Beagle boys who was not on the new DuckTales. There was never a Baggy Beagle. All the other ones showed up at one point, but he never did for some reason. That was the show's loss. (laughs) That was the show's biggest. Even Megabyte showed up? Oh, I just mean the main ones. Uh, Burger, oh, Bouncer, okay. Big Time, and in the episode Last Christmas, there was Bank Job, Bugle, and Babyface. But Baby uh, Baggy never showed up. Okay. Um, but Baggy, luckily, is an idiot. So Scrooge basically throws a bunch of fines into his arms, tells them, if you don't pay these fines, I'm taking this thing right now. Yeah. So basically, Scrooge beat the Beagles at their own disguise game. Yeah. And there's a great sight gag. Baggy runs all of the bills into the house, and Mob Eagle screams, How much? And the roof flies off of the cabin. Don't all the uh, pieces of paper flutter out? It does. That's a very Darkwing Duck joke. (laughs) 
Like that's not you don't think jokes like that on DuckTales, but they were doing it. They were doing it. Two years before Darkwing, they were doing those kind of crazy jokes. Um, so Scrooge tells Launchpad to drive the bunny bin to a different mountain he bought, and Launchpad goes, Roger Wilco, whoever he is. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens when Scrooge gets back to Lake Dolbegon? He finds a bunch of money hung up to dry. Yep. How did that happen? Oh, well, I guess the boys went swimming, found the money, and Fenton got caught in a trap. He got caught in a junior woodchuck trap. And the boys go, splish, splash, we found some cash. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, because this happened, uh, the Beagle boys who are following Scrooge discover where the money is. Yeah. Um, so the next scene is one of many scenes, the only one in this episode, but one of many scenes which were not in the TV movie version. Obviously, to get five episodes to fit in a two-hour time slot, they had to cut things out. So some episodes don't really get much edits. Some get edited down pretty drastically. This is the only major edit. I think the only edit in this entire episode is this next scene, um, which you can tell us about, Stan. You mean aside from the the whole gun one earlier? Well, that was a syndication edit. Not exactly the same. This is when the individual episodes were cut down to make into a movie. Oh, scenes, okay. That kind of thing. This was not gotcha. in the TV movie version. So go ahead and tell us what happens in the next scene. So the Beagle Boys send up a balloon contraption with a magnifying glass to burn the dam. Right. And Fenton tries to stop by firing a cannon, but ends up hitting the dam with the cannon. But, and who saves the day? The nephews, of course, using their slingshots to pop the balloons and break the glass on the magnifier. And Fenton goes, that was planned, too. <laughs> <laughs> also gone is the beginning of the next shot of um, Big Time putting his outfit on and going, this one can't fail. That wasn't in the TV movie version either. Um, but when we get to the next scene, we see Fenton pacing on the dam with a shotgun. I'm pretty sure the scene of him pointing the shotgun at Big Time was also not in the syndicated version of it either. I don't remember that being there. Right. But this, but one shot of him with the gun was in the theme song, so it kind of survived any either way. Yeah. So what does Big Time tell Fenton? That he... Uh, he's got some termite-eating wood weevils right. to get rid of their termite problem. Yes. That's exactly what it, and I think Fenton says blathering blatherskite again. Yeah. He says, put him on the dam and my prob, I mean, your problems are over. Um, so Scrooge returns to the dam and, you know, Fenton's like, I'm just getting rid of your termites. And Scrooge is like, hey, initiative, I like that. Every now and then you come up with a plaid dandy idea. And then he realizes the bugs that Fenton has are termites. Super and there's a termites. note, super termites, and there's a, a note in the jar that says, "We'll start spending your money in the morning. Thanks for using our super termites. Love the Beagle Boys." And um, they also, they go also ahead. Eat, they also eat Scrooge's cane. Right, right. So Scrooge is pissed. Yeah, he has a right to be. Like Fenton should have been fired right there. Um, yeah. 
So Scrooge and the nephews try very hard to keep the dam from bursting with all the uh, the termites eating it. And then Fenton makes it worse. And it's funny, too, because the Beagle Boys are like, what do we do next? And they're like, we'll do nothing. This guy will take care of it for us. Yep. Big Time says, uh, I've been watching this character with Scroogey. The way he keeps messing up ought to play right into our hands. And how does Fenton mess up? He ends up using a whistle that's going to attract every woodpecker in 100 miles. They'll eat the termite. But they'll also do what? They'll also break the dam in the process of eating all the termites. Yeah, so Fenton just becomes a crying, blubbering mess. Scrooge doesn't want to leave the dam behind, but the kids are like, you know, we got to go. It's going to burst. And just as soon as they get out of there, the dam explodes and we get to be continued. And that's a wrap for Liquid Assets. Although if you're watching it in syndication, there is a next time on DuckTales promo that follows it. But we don't have to go into that. Right. Um, And that's it. That's part one of Super DuckTales. Uh, what do you think of this one, Stan? I thought it was incredible. Okay, what would you, you know, rate it, and why? I would give this about four and a half stars. I or I guess four and a half dimes, we'll call it. Yes, but we shouldn't you use... You can't use gas gun canisters, of course. So if it's four and a half dimes, what is that? 45 cents? <laughs> I guess. Uh, nice but yeah it, it's really fun you know the storyline is amazing i will mention one thing the the finale to this episode didn't they borrow a lot of that from an old uh uncle scrooge comic yes uh i mean the stuff in lake dobagon yeah yeah that was from a barks comic called only a poor old man a lot of that basic stuff that happens in the second half of this episode is from that Barks comic. Obviously a little bit different because obviously Fenton's not in it, but um, right. the basics are from that comic. But yeah, I I love the introduction of Fenton. You know, I, I think it's very well written. The jokes, you know, are almost all hits. You know, it's got a good storyline, some great action. So great. You know, so, like four, so four and a half. Yeah. Hey, it's it's really hard for me to be like really objective with this because I love it so much. And it's like such a it was such a big part of my childhood to the point where, like I said, I, I haven't memorized as I think I've pretty much proven tonight. Um, so it's hard for me to be like fair because I'm super biased. But I'm actually going to go a little bit lower than you only because it gets better. And if it's going to get better, I can't rate it so high. I'm only going to give it a four. So I'm giving it four dimes, so 40 cents, only because each successive episode gets better. So I'm starting with four. Um, I think it's a great intro for Fenton. Uh, the jokes are great, especially all that launch pad stuff. Um, I always love the Beagle Boys. They're some of my favorite original DuckTales characters, especially Baggy Beagle, and he's in this. Um, I love the Wang animation. Uh, the new music by Ron Jones is really great. Um, it's there, there isn't a lot of old DuckTales music in this whole serial. It's a lot of new stuff he wrote. Like Fenton has his own theme. Later, Gizmo Duck will get his own theme too. I love yeah. the Beagle Boys theme. That's just so great. I've always loved their theme. 
Um, dun, dun, da, 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 da. That's, I love that stuff. Um, it's just a, it's a great beginning to just an excellent, although I do think Treasure of the Golden Suns is a better, like, movie, all things considered. This is still great, and I'll give it a four, and it's only going to get better from here. So, yeah, love it. I cannot wait to talk about part two. So next week we will be doing, uh, obviously, part two of Super DuckTales. That's Frozen Assets. You could probably yeah. guess what happens in that one if you haven't already seen it. <laughs> Um, Stan, any extra thoughts about this episode before we move on? Um, not that I can think of. All right. So we don't really have any characters to rate. You don't want to rate any characters, do you? Uh, not really. Like, I the only villains we would have would be the Beagle Boys. I feel like we've rated them somewhere before. Well, why don't we, like, when we get to the end, we can just talk about how you feel about the Beagle Boys. Because I have my own thoughts. I can save those for now. All right. So anyway, I guess that's it for this episode. Uh, so Stan, before we go, is there anything you want to talk about or plug or reference or shout out? Take the floor. Well, I do have a shout out to give. I want to give a shout out to Michelle Pfaff mm. for being the co-host with me on the last episode, which was the Negaduck comic special. Right, so if you're right. listening, Michelle, thanks again for joining me for that one. Other than that, I guess I'll plug my two YouTube channels again, DMC Jedi Man and DMC Jedi Man Gaming. On the gaming nice. channel, I just, uh, I've been playing through the Cowabunga collection. I just finished the third and final part of the original NES Turtles game. Oh, that game is so hard. Yeah. See, what drove me, I had that collection too. What I like about it is how most of the games have cheats. So if I just want to have fun, lines. and if I always want to have fun with me and Helena, we can just I can put the cheats on and we can play through it. I hate that there are no cheats for the original NES game. There's no cheats, but you can beat the game by using and abusing the rewind function. Of, of course, it doesn't make the underwater electric electric seaweed section any easier though. No, not not particularly. I still lost Michelangelo for that part, but I at least managed to complete it and move on to the next part. I would at least would have preferred either infinite energy or you don't lose a turtle when it dies. Something. Yeah. Something. Because I would love to play through it, but I don't want the aggravation of constantly having to rewind. You know? Yeah, that, it does. That game get, is hard. Yeah, the, oh, yeah. Like, I said in my playthrough that i just can't fathom how anybody ever beats it legit i only ever beat it with game genie um, did that give you the aforementioned infinite energy or whatnot? i don't i don't remember but game genie gives you everything so it was probably infinite energy or inf probably it also infinite ammo like on the uh the turtle van during the overhead scenes it was probably yeah. infinite missiles infinite energy um, I, honestly, infinite energy is all that game really needs because it's just it's brutal. But I was just yep. happy. I was just happy to get to play the arcade one again. Oh, that one was fun because that was a staple of my childhood. Like seriously, that was I put so many quarters into that game. Uh, do you have any? Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Do I have any uh, shout outs or anything? Yeah. No, not really. I just want to 
wish everybody, uh, you know, a happy holiday and, you know, a happy new year too. Um, I hope everybody enjoys the fact that we're back doing an episode of TV. I just wish we had more Darkwing stuff to talk about, but we're kind of in a holding pattern right now before these comics come out and whatever is going on with the reboot. I have no clue on that one. But, you know, at least we have some episodes of DuckTales to talk about. Like, when we're done with these, maybe we'll do some 2017 episodes. That might be fun. Yeah. I'd, I'd love I'd to talk about that. I would love to talk about that show now that I've watched all of it. I'll tell you, the final episode still hits as hard as it did two years ago. Yeah. That was really just extremely well done. And I finished the Art of DuckTales book, too. Nice. Uh, I, I still have to finish the second half of mine. Well, they were pretty honest about what happened to the show during the pandemic, how it ended, like how they were saying goodbye to the crew. The last few pages are really like they love working on that show and you can just feel it reading it. And you know, yeah. the, the end credit sequence to the last episode gets a whole page of discussion. I love that. It's like very in-depth. I know some of it's probably sanitized just because they have to, you know, Um but it's still a great read. Now, if if you really have the hundred bucks to spend, I recommend that over the over just a regular like fifty dollar book. Like if you can get the big deluxe one, I know yeah. I'm beating a dead horse, but that's like the absolute purchase. Like if you love the show, you have to get that. And um, you get twice the information and that shiny dime. And the shiny dime, yeah, that's true. So um, until next week. Until we get to Frozen Assets, we are St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as YouTube. And that's it. So until next week, gang, uh, everybody stay dangerous and don't take any wooden nickels. Yep, stay dangerous and be careful driving your money bins from place to place. Watch out for those billboards. <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs>